What's up, YouTube? Today I have an amazing guest, Troy. Um, again, another guy that most of you guys probably are aware. Uh, his channel is quite popular, and it's a pleasure to have uh, uh, you with me for this uh, new episode for, for this podcast. I will pass to your to to you. Like I said, most of uh, of my viewers probably are aware of you, but if you still want to say something, uh, share. Uh, um, basically how we got into introduced to, to the hobby your experience on youtube etc um yeah so hey guys i'm troy uh my channel is trike 415 sports cards um we do a bunch of different things over there i would say my main focus is soccer so maybe some of you guys know me from that uh started out with more basketball do a little f1 pick up a baseball or a football card every now and again um in terms of getting into the hobby same story as more, most people i would say at least in the u.s like i collected as a kid um really how i got into it was like two of my friends were doing it like super seriously one of them now works at like the you know one of those like hedge funds for sports cards and everything and they just kept telling me to get into it and to be honest even when i got into it it wasn't like oh, okay these guys are making money i'm gonna do it it was more so just like okay i have a little bit of time on my hands uh, I'm jumping all over the place, but I, you know, basketball is my job. So I had a little bit more free time on my hands. I was like, okay, you know, this seems fun. Like this is a good way for me to connect with my friends, connect with the sport. And uh, since then it's really been crazy. Like I never would have imagined that people would be listening to me talk about sports cards one day. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been all over the place, but I've, I've really enjoyed it. Sorry for a little bit of a ramble there. No, no problem. And again, like I said, uh, most of my viewers, most likely, again, are aware of you. I think your channel is great. I think the, the quality is, is tremendous. Uh, so yeah, I already told this to you a couple of times. But yeah, I think we need more content creators like you that bring that quality that um, makes us look more professional. Uh, since look, my channel lacks that quite a lot, and your channel is no, almost no. the opposite to to mine. I, I think I think I'll, I'll butt in real quick, and we I know people don't want to hear content creator talk that much, so I'll try to keep it limited during this. But like, I don't know if you saw, but kind of the hot topic right now is like, what is good content? Because. Uh, card ladder chris from card ladder he didn't really say anything too bad but he was just discussing that he thinks there needs to be more scholarly content out there like there's a lot of quote-unquote cornball content which he has a point to some extent like there definitely is bad content out there but we've talked about a lot like our content is definitely different but like it's different in in great ways you know what i mean like there's some people who are gonna watch me and be like all right this guy's i don't want to watch card shows i don't he doesn't know enough about soccer all this stuff i want to watch something else and i think i think that's great that there's just different options out there for everyone so well, i like to think we both bring our own little thing to the hobby yeah for sure and uh, again not related with the topics we'll we'll, we'll talk yeah. today, but i i don't even like that what's good content or not i think yeah i, I love to watch your content i i love to watch Sunday league since you guys go to shows and i can't go so mm -hmm. for me that's good content because it's something that i wish i, I could do um it's so relative that uh, for me is more gatekeeping than than other things yeah. trying to say what's good content or not uh, i enjoy so so different type of shows on youtube stuff like that that you know what i mean is everyone uh, should make their decision on, on that front yep. there is no 100%. no good content or bad content there is content that you enjoy or you do not enjoy I also don't get people hating on other people's content since when I don't <laughs> like the content, I just don't watch, but maybe yeah. that's me. <laughs> so, Troy, that. 
the way this this works is is quite simple. I know you are already aware of of the podcast. I will shoot five questions. Uh, you give me your quick answer, and then we'll go back um, to to those topics to have a, a longer conversation about them. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So question number one. I know you collect three sports, I would say in a major way, uh, soccer uh, being the, your main sport, mm -hmm. F1 and basketball. Uh, my question is very simple. Buy one, sell one, old one. Okay. Uh, easy, easy. Buy soccer, old basketball, sell F1. Okay. Question number two. What is your ultimate holy grail card? That could be in basketball, in F1. Is a, is, I'm not only talking about soccer. Yeah. What card do you really want to one day? Um, right now is definitely uh, Ronaldo Mega Cracks. Okay. Question number three. Uh, what's, what ended up surprising you the most in the last two, two, two years, three years uh, on the soccer card market? Because I know you have been doing the your YouTubes for, for quite a long time. You are actually... Yeah your channel is quite older than mine and you probably saw already a couple of cycles in the hobby so what's the thing that ended up surprising you the most that you thought i actually was not expecting this uh, i can i guess i can share an example with you could be for example pop reports in certain cards i'm talking more around those lines something that really surprised you um it's a difficult just... question by the way <laughs> but... yeah it's kind of a broad answer then you know this is good that we get into it later but i would say like how quickly things change you know like i thought kind of like we would see i thought soccer was going to be more just kind of like a steady rise but it's like you know i was talking at the very beginning about photon optics and i was thinking okay these are 15 dollars now a year and a half down the line they'll be worth like 30 bucks and then they went to like i want to say almost near a hundred and then they got back down to like I want to say they back down to like 10 or 15 and now they're kind of back up again. And then same thing with like, obviously, you know, way more about pre-modern, but like, you know, I was selling Iniesta Mundi Chromos for 1500 and then now like they're selling for like 600. So it, it's just kind of weird. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if then those go back up. I wouldn't be surprised if then they go down. So I guess just how like everything is like this all the time. I didn't really expect it to be changing as much as that. No, for sure. Um, again, we'll go back to that later. Yeah. Uh, question number four. I know you love to collect uh, top scrum Champions League 2017. Mm -hmm. um, what fundamentals, what, what beliefs you have um, for that set be a, a good buy long run? Because I know you, you really love to collect yeah. uh, the set. Um, so tell me the first thing that comes to your mind that why you believe that set is a potential, I'm not, no financial advice, yeah. of course, but the potential good buy right now. <laughs> no, financial advice. You have to buy. You have to buy. <laughs> um, I, I would say I, there's a lot of things, but I guess, you know, once again, we'll get back into it. But I would say the main thing is continuity. So I think that, I mean, you already see it. Like there's a lot of quote unquote rookies in, in Top Scrum, or at least cards that people are going after. Like if you look back at this year, these guys who I'm buying, like, Gravenberge, uh, you know, Kamavinga, Adiyami, some of these guys. I think it's going to be like that for a long time where people are like, okay, let me go pick up their Chrome. So the fact that that's the first one and potentially 20 years down the line, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Fanatics just bought top. So like that's, that's more ammo for them. That's, they got plenty of money in their coffers. They'll be able to continue it. I think that's going to mean a lot one day because I think that's something that you see 
in any type of collecting, any type of cards, that the continuity, like having that, and then the first one, it's important. Basically, good, good history and good lineage uh, with the right. set, right? But more so, like, down, you know what I mean? I'm kind of predicting, because it's only been out, what has there been, like, five releases? Um, it's more so, like, once there's 20, 25, or even 15, it's going to be a bigger deal than it is now. Okay. Actually, fun fact, Top Scrum 2017 is not the first Top Scrum in, in soccer, because in Bundesliga, they made Top Scrum Bundesliga 2013, but I would say is the the big release uh, for top yeah. scrum in soccer question number five uh, what's your opinion about the, the two first fanatics uh, releases give me your first thoughts basically as this is again another question that we need to talk more than a quick answer but your first thoughts on uh, v friends and i believe the second one is jackass right yeah uh, without your, your first yeah. thoughts um well, you know, maybe if they had sent me a box, I would no. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan. I've never understood like V friends, and then like I'm I'm biased. I have just about zero interest in celebrity cards. Um, so even the other stuff, I, like the fact that they're focusing so heavy on that is is not my personal cup of tea. Um, I think that they're doing some. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess just to keep it short, not not a fan of what I've seen so far. Okay, so um, let's go back to the question number one, and I thought this was a fun one. That I said, uh, sell one, buy one, old one. Talking about soccer, F one, and basketball, and you said and correct, uh, buy soccer, yeah. uh, sell F one and old basketball. Uh, let's start with soccer. Why you end up why you end up saying uh, buy soccer? I agree, of course, but. <laughs> um. I think there is, well, first off is like, and I don't want this to like come across the wrong way, but like I've very, very rarely gone wrong buying soccer. You know, like there's certain cards that have gone down that I've bought, but in general, like there's just, there's just a lot of opportunity. And, and I mean, I enjoy it too. Like if you want to throw the easy kind of cheat answer in there, I enjoy it. But like, I'm always finding new opportunities with soccer. Like you know, someone at the card show, I showed in the video, someone walked up and they had an Alexander Isaac gold and then a, a Sabitzer gold. And I bought them for like 10 bucks. And then I sold them both for like $70 in like two days. Like that just doesn't happen to me with basketball or even F1, you know what I mean? Or like picking up, I, I did really well grading. Uh, like I mentioned, Iniesta, Mundo Cromos and stuff like that. Like whenever I do it, it's just, it just happens for me a lot easier. And also besides all that, like, I believe that, you know, like Messi and Ronaldo, some of their stuff is just so cheap that I just really, really like, I'm, I'm, I have a strong belief in that and I'm willing to bet on that rather than uh, skipping ahead a little bit, but F1, no idea where it's going to go. Basketball, especially on the lower end, no idea where it's going to go, where I will, I always give this saying, this is my big saying on the channel. I will sleep so soundly at night that I'm picking up my messy inserts and golds and tops chrome 2017 for like 80 dollars. if it goes down to 40 i will sleep so soundly at night it won't bother me one bit yeah no um i mean i agree with, in general with your uh, idea that uh, by soccer i think again this is rep re repetitive content for on on, on my side and i'm very bullish on the mm. soccer card market yeah. and the uh, the thing uh, basketball i will not talk a lot since 
I don't know a lot. To be fair, I also don't know a lot about F1. Yeah. But I think the difference between soccer and F1 is probably um, you have a, a clear errors, pre-modern, vintage, so there is more material to explore. Um, at least my idea is that the, the F1 market seems very focused on the ultra-modern side right now. Yeah. Um, and that's normal, all because our soccer also started in a big way, of course, with Prism 2014. And... Uh, but I actually was looking just, just for curious to, to see vintage releases for F1. And there is some, of course. But uh, when you compare with soccer, it seems like night and day. We have way yeah. more product out there. And I think more product makes uh, more opportunity. Uh, because you, you all, look, uh, think about this. Um, Prism, then uh, pre-modern start taking off. Then vintage start taking off. Then right now people are, for example, talking about the mega cracks inserts for Messi and, and Christian Ronaldo. And we are seeing the narratives changing all the time and getting strong on, on, all the time but the main reason is because we still have product to to explore um on f1 maybe i'm wrong and, and if i'm wrong i'm totally fine with that but i believe mm. there is a lack of uh, product um especially probably on that pre-modern era if if they want to apply the logic of pre-modern on, on on f1 so i agree with you i mean apart from that of course we have the internal uh, international potential that i believe is quite ahead of any other sport being real so yeah um totally agree with you you said all the uh, actually let's go to f1 you said uh, sell f1 i think uh, that's probably a what takes since i uh, a lot of people yeah. are, are actually buying f1 right now um why you believe could be Again, you have two choices. So maybe you, you could have said, I actually am buying all, all three, but I end up making you a choice. But yeah. why you end up putting F1 on the, the sell point? Well, yeah, first, let me let me get in, like the, especially something you mentioned. I do got the one guy in the comments. I'm buying Senna and Schumacher rookies, so it doesn't count. Like, yeah, obviously, vintage F1 is unexplored. There's, I don't even know that much about it. Ton of opportunity there. Like, go ahead, buy the goats, yada, yada, yada. Same stuff people say. Um, We've seen it before, like you said, I, I I haven't been in the hobby like a crazy amount of time, but whenever anything just goes up, 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 I've never seen it just go forever. So that would that would be kind of the simpler, simple way of my concern with F1 right now. You know, like I, I actually, I just sold my Leclerc, Charles Leclerc uh, cards that I got back. You know, I'm into it for $110 and I, I sold it for 1800, you know, like, and, and a lot of people, if you bought early, you're in the same position. So I, I guess I would just say, like, if I had to choose between the three, like with soccer, you know, I don't know. I don't even, but with basketball, you'd be selling basically at a low, most of the stuff you have. So I don't really want to sell that right now. And soccer, I believe in going up. So one of them is at an absolute peak. The prices are going crazy. Like, I mean, that's, that's just in general, if you really want to simplify things, like that's when you sell when things are at a peak. You are making a lot of sense, of course. I again, I don't know a lot about the F1 market, so yeah, I cannot talk super deep into the F1 market. But if things are going up, 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 most likely correction uh, will come. Yeah. That is, it's just uh, logic. Um, you said the old basketball. Um, why? I believe probably is the sport you may like the most since you are a professional uh, player. Mm -hmm. Uh, is that the reason or am I just <laughs> no yeah I mean I've, like I said I I think it's kind of tough too it's a, once again a whole different discussion that we've had as well it's like collecting versus investing but 
I'll keep it mostly in the quote unquote investing territory for now. Um, I'd still hold basketball because I don't know, just some of it, like it, it's just really cheap in my opinion. Like, you know, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking my own rule. It's mostly cause I wanted to like have some cash going into a show, but like, you know, selling Trey young PSA tens, nice products like select for like 50 bucks. I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with selling. That's why I put it in hold. I've sold some, but I guess I just, I wouldn't necessarily be rushing out to sell a lot of these, a lot of these cards. Um, I think that there is still some, uh, some upside and some opportunity. And I guess like, yeah, I guess that's basically what it came down to. Like I'd be more actively looking to sell some of my F1 cards. Cause you've probably done pretty well on it as opposed to basketball where you might've lost some money with certain ones or, you know, prospects and stuff you believe in basically. No, for sure. And I actually believe all of those three sports, they have the international potential. I think soccer, of course, yeah. a little bit ahead, but uh, in Portugal, I mean, uh, I have a lot of friends that they, they love to watch NBA and um, baseball and American football are not even a talk in Portugal, but NBA is very popular. So, and F1, of course, but I guess most people know that F1 is quite popular in Europe. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I'm just going to butt in with one thing too. I think people forget with basketball, like I've started, my, my latest hobby has been selling like cheaper cards. I haven't done it too much before, but like four or $5 cards that I've been picking up at these card shows. And man, that basketball stuff moves quick. Like I put up, uh, uh, I don't know if you heard of Boban Marjanovic, like the super tall Serbian guy on the Mavericks. Um, I actually believe I know, but um, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, but, but random guy, right? Like he's the equivalent of like, I don't even know, like Ricky Puig is like young. So like, but you know what I mean? Think of a random end of the bench kind of player and it's sold in like, in, in two hours overnight for like seven bucks for like a random card. So like, that's what I've kind of like all over the international Philippines, right? They love basketball cards out there. Like there's a lot of people who really just love collecting basketball cards all around the world. So that's, you know, that's another thing to consider why I believe there'll at least be, you know, there'll, there'll be a pulse in that market always. No, I, I would agree with that. Uh, I also have friends that, that they collect basketball cards, yeah. uh, low end stuff to be fair, but uh, they, they love to collect uh, uh, basketball. And uh, if I talk about baseball, they, they don't care. So again, <laughs> yeah. basketball have that, uh, international uh, potential knowing that is already a giant market probably the biggest uh, market right now yeah. um so uh, moving on to the question number two uh, i end up asking you what is your ultimate holy grail card and i'm saying you could choose it could be basketball soccer mm -hmm. uh, or even other sport you said cristiano ronaldo mega cracks uh, let me say one thing since i also like to 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 give my answer my dream card is black lotus Magic the Gathering cards since he's, he's, I, I played the game for so many years and this kind of the Holy Grail card is insanely expensive. That's the bad part. Mm -hmm. But this kind of my, my dream card. But you end up choosing a card that I also love. I mean, he's... he's and and own, right? And own. Uh, yeah, I, I own... There you I, go. Don't I be own, too humble. <laughs> no, actually, own, uh, I own a good amount of those. Um, I, I even bought one. Uh, no, actually, I bought two this month. So wow, <laughs> it's quite crazy. Yeah, one is at Beckett, the other one is coming to to my vault. But it's a card that I love. It's probably on my top three, top five for, for sure. Um, why? Why is that your your dream card? Um, I would say, you know, it's kind of tough as well because, like, 
if I think of like a grail card, like there's certain like, you know, numbered patch things like, but it's just kind of hard to put that. I think it's because when I first got in, like the Messi and the Ronaldo is what I immediately identified as like, wow, imagine if I was able to afford those one day. So I would say it's more so like completing the goal type of thing. Like, it's kind of like an aspiration I've had. And like, even I had a deal for one and it completely fell through. I made a whole video about it. I, I remember um, that video. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess that would be, it, it's just kind of like, it's, it's eluded me. Like it's always been, I can like reach out and grab it, but I haven't been able to quite get it. So I guess that's why it kind of makes sense too. Because like when I, for me, when I said grail, it's something I could like, just like conceivably buy in the next couple of years, as opposed to like, I don't know, LeBron, like a LeBron James exquisite patch would be yeah, yeah, a grail, yeah. but that's a five, like it's not relevant to me really. So I guess, yeah, it, it just like if anyone asked me like what card would you have, you could have any card right now, like that would just be it because uh, it's been my goal. And then like even more than that, like and the, I have that. It's a great choice. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of the most iconic cards in the market, um, probably between that card and Messi and Pelé, if a ball again, but those three, at least in my book are... Are the three most iconic cards uh, in the soccer card market so um, i think it's a great choice and uh, yeah you should yeah i think one. <laughs> you you summed it up well for me like iconic is the word like exactly. i think i have a goal to like and obviously it's like it, it, it's a lot of money but i conceivably i think i could have i could I, you know i have the messi i could get the ronaldo michael i could get a michael jordan um you know wayne gretzky like sell some of these young like i could sell some of these younger guys i got and then if I have those four and then like Tiger Woods is like a super high pop card, but it just be kind of cool to have. Like I want to have my little goat like foundation of my collection. Like that's my goal. Like have that right there and then we can just build up around it and see what happens. No, and uh, it's something that I actually talk uh, quite a lot is certain cards, they, the market for those cards is a little bit different. I think uh, the soccer card market um, could be doing very well uh, I'm sorry, could, could actually be, be going down, but I, I still believe on those two, three, four, five iconic cars, they, they will always be quite strong in the market. Not saying they, they, they can face corrections, because of, of course they can actually, they, they are down. But I think certain iconic cars, when you look in a macro perspective, I think it's almost, and, and I do that, that this mistake all the time, but I think it's almost stupid to always look at comp stuff like that, because look, if you believe in the soccer card market, believing on Cristiano Ronaldo mega cracks makes a lot of sense. So I, I tend to say, what's the scenario you see that the Cristiano Ronaldo mega cracks does not prefer, perform well long run and the soccer card market performs well, you know what I'm trying to say? So I, I believe they will, to some extent, always be, be connected. So yeah, very interesting for sure. Yeah, I, I think, and this even might be an area like you kind of just like we might even disagree to some extent as well. Like I know you're a big believer in that card, but I think I maybe it's just because I don't have the knowledge you have, but I know you you know the more so the print runs and and all these. You're big on like population and supply, which I think is important. You can a hundred percent make an argument for that, and once again, you could a hundred percent end up being right. But for me, like being iconic, that kind of quote unquote name brand even if it doesn't make sense you know people buy nike shoes all the time right is that because it's the best shoe on the market or it's they're not gonna be able to find it again or this stuff it's like no it's because that's that's the thing they look to so uh, i kind of think that'll be the thing with those goat cards 
No, and that's interesting because, look, the thing is, when you, you buy a card or you try to make the logic to buy a card, yeah. I personally believe you should look at certain fundamentals on the card. And yeah. sometimes people, and I do this mistake all the time, I'm not calling people out because I also do these mistakes, <laughs> yeah. I struggle with this. We tend to look at rarity quite a lot. And the, mm -hmm. I'm not saying rarity is not important. I actually believe rarity is, is the most important fundamental when trying to buy a card. But rarity is not the only thing. And the card being iconic, um, again, um, there is a lot of fundamentals that, that you need to, to uh, I mean, yeah. if this is the correct expression. 100%. But um, yeah, rarity is important. But for an iconic card, yeah, there, there is two, two variables. There is demand, okay, and mm -hmm. there is supply. Um, but, but the card like Christian Ronald, we know that the demand will as long the market as well will always be uh, up there so um, i think you are, you are totally right with 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 your logic also i think uh, yeah certain cars are just too iconic to not to fail because they can fail but yeah. as long the market performs well i think they will also see appreciation um and just actually just to finish this about the supply that, that card is quite more rare than the messi 7 bs um I live okay. in Portugal. I've been dealing with those cars for for a long time. At one point in time, I was not so sure um, because uh, uh, you can get. Uh, I believe. Uh, I believe the is around two or three per box. Uh, but uh, in the other end, the, the supply in Portugal was quite uh, smaller if you compare with the mega cracks on 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 Spain. So. Um, yeah, and actually, I can give you some numbers from the top of my head. I believe there is around 800, I'm sorry, 800 Cristiano Ronaldo rookies graded in all grading companies. I'm talking about sticker and cards. I'm not talking, okay. there, is, there is less than 1K Cristiano Ronaldo rookies graded. And if you put that in perspective, it's honestly insane. Um, yeah, that is crazy. The Messi white card, the Mega Grax Campion, uh, I, I, I don't remember the number. The, the white, the, the one with, with the biggest pop, is around yeah. 900 copies. That card alone have more pop than all the Cristiano Ronaldo rookies. And to, because people say, wait, are you <laughs> not believing in Messi anymore? No, I actually believe in Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Maradona and Pelé quite a lot. Those are the four guys that I, if I had to bet money, those will be the ones that I, I will go for. But uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, when, when you compare with Messi, seems a little bit undervalued, being, being real. And the yeah. same logic with Maradona. I believe Pelé, there is uh, graded more than 1K rookies or, or close to that. Maradona, on, on, uh, at least on PSA, is like 200 copies graded. I'm counting 77 and 78 uh, um, releases. So put in perspective, 200 copies graded versus 1K in Pelé, and Pelé sells for quite more than uh, uh, Maradona. I'm, maybe I'm, I'm being a little bit too nerd right now. <laughs> no, 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 it's good. It's good. I, hey, man, I always like, we we talk off camera because I that's one thing I'll say, like everyone who's watching, like I, I watch your videos. I learn from you every time you talk. So so thank you for that. Like I, I love hearing this kind of stuff. No, again, and I believe on all four. I just, I'm sorry. I just believe <laughs> that if you compare Pelé uh, and Maradona, I believe more in Maradona. Ronaldo okay. Messi, I believe a little bit more on Ronaldo, but in general, I believe in, in all four doing well. Hey guys, hope you are enjoying the conversation with Troy. This was an amazing one. Great stuff uh, there. Troy ended up sharing a lot of cool information, if you ask me. But before we continue with the podcast, let me say one thing. Look, guys, if you want to support my, my work and if you enjoy my content on YouTube, joining the Patreon community is something that means a lot to me and helps the channel to, to keep going. 
Apart from that, I tried to share with you great value there. I put a new Q&A every week and uh, extra audio on Saturday. So twice a week there is content on Patreon. If you join right now, you have access to more than 37 Q&As and more than 30 uh, extra audio. So crazy stuff, uh, if you ask me. In the last couple of months, I ended up answering more than 300 questions. I'm, I'm putting a lot of work on the Patreon community and I put a lot of content on YouTube. But keep in mind, I also put a lot of content on Patreon. And if you like my content on YouTube, like I tend to say, very likely scenario you like my content on Patreon. I will leave the link on the description. I have actually a picture of an example of the topics I end up sharing with my community in the last Q&A. Low supply versus rarity, fundamentals, the importance in order, true rookie versus main rookie and more. So we go more into the greedy side of the market. And if you, again, enjoy my content on YouTube, very, very likely scenario, you enjoy my content on Patreon. But again, Patreon is around $10 um, and that could be a lot of money to you and I'm totally fine with that. But one thing that is totally free is my Discord server. We, we, we are more than 500 members at this point in only five months. For such a much small channel like uh, like mine, I think is impressive. Again, 500 members, a lot of conversations every day, people sharing their collection, people trying to sell and buy stuff, talking about certain cars in the market is such an amazing place to learn about the soccer card market. So please consider to check both links. Again, Patreon is $10, but the Discord is totally free. So guys, let's continue with the conversation. So uh, question number three, and this is uh, probably the most difficult one uh, that Again, what ended up surprising you the most in the last two, three years on the soccer card market? Uh, you said how quick thing, things tend, tend to change, and that's uh -huh. a, a great answer because uh, we are talking about the super speculative assets. So uh, I guess you end up getting surprised by that, but I honestly don't think you should be surprised because it's normal. I mean, we are talking about mm -hmm. things that are very speculative, um, but uh, share with me more on, on, on that front. Yeah, I guess like, you know, that that prism boom was insane. Everyone's kind of talked about it. Like, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't think I knew it would come down. Like, I was like, you know, if you're buying messy prism bases for $4,000, like, I don't know what to tell you. But then once it was at like, $400, let's call it, I was like, okay, I think that's probably a solid place for it to stay. And then it went down even more. So um, it's just been surprising. And then also like, you know, like at certain times, it seems like particular pre-modern cards will sell for 1500 and then all of a sudden it's like 200 And, you know, like you said, I probably should have expected that because that's just how, I guess, you know, speculative assets work. But like, I guess for some reason in soccer, I thought like, because there wasn't, at, most of the time, right, there wasn't quite the same hype as there is in like basketball or, or baseball where everyone's just like, there's, there's literally like in basketball, I want to say there's, millions of people right now rushing out to buy like jordan pool cards who's a guy who's having a great season for the warriors in the playoffs where like in soccer i thought because you know our numbers are smaller it wouldn't swing quite quite that crazy and i've seen it be the opposite like everything has just been all over the place no yeah and i i also got surprised by by a couple of uh, corrections so yeah don't, don't think you are alone on that because yeah, sometimes. I, but again, it's those these type of things are so difficult to predict. 
that uh, you should always expect the worst of hope for the best, at least, or at least be very cautious making decisions, putting a lot of money in super speculative assets. I tend yeah. to say you should just put money that if you lose that money, look, I'm not saying you'll, you'll feel good by the, with that, <laughs> but at least your life uh, uh, stays uh, in, in a similar path, if that makes sense. Um, I actually, I can share with you a couple of things that uh, I end up actually putting some notes for for this uh, okay. for this uh, answer, and this is actually unfair to you since you, you you end up not having access to to this to to the questions and, and I yet, so I have to put this out. No, there. You can go ahead, man. It's good. But um, a couple of things that end up, end up me surprising is uh, um, let me actually put the my notes there is people seeking uh, validation for correct answers than actually critical thinking this is not surprising me a lot people caring more about the the brand on the slab or the grade than actually about the card people people caring more about the, the hype the trend than actually the market they they are investing people caring more about um, condition rarity than true rarity um, a lot of people hoping for PSA, make a card that is not rare, rare. In this case, condition rarity. Um, I mean, so many things. People buying fake slash manufactured scarcity, uh, rarity in this case, and not organic scarcity. Um, Long-term investors, again, is a nice term when things are going well, but um, because they, they, see, they, they seek validations on prices. When things are going down, they also use the long-term uh, investing uh, um, cap if that if that makes sense to justify bad decisions but they end up staying for a, a very short time um, and uh, this this is of course not to you since i know you are collecting soccer but i see a lot of people leaving soccer for f1 and um, end up giving leaving a bad place in my mouth for a lot of reasons i actually i remember people talking to me that look what you say on your videos makes a lot of sense what you are saying is something that I've been believing for quite a lot. And right now they just collect their phone. The problem with that is if they, they keep flipping um, from market to market, maybe it's working right now since we are still mm -hmm. facing uh, a crazy time in the collectible space. But uh, long run, that will be very difficult. If you don't stay focused in something, I mean, again, who knows? We are talking about super speculative markets, right? But at least I don't see a great end on that. So, yeah. And can I can I throw in one more random one that I thought of while you were talking? Is um, I and I'm curious to get your opinion as well. I would have thought that the maybe goats is a strong word, but some of the true stars from you know these past 15 years, their cards would have done a little better than they would have. Like I was, you know, I picked up, a, I know maybe this isn't your favorite set in the world, but I just picked up a, a Prism 2014 red Sergio Ramos for like 50 bucks. And I was like, okay. And, and I just sold a, a Ramos rookie too. Like if you took $400, which is once again, a guy I talk about, but the cost of a regular Graven Birch card, you could like put together the sickest Sergio Ramos collection or Mueller or some of these other guys. Like I would have thought we would have seen a little bit more growth with that and then that kind of goes to like the Iniesta example i understand like there's i think you've even mentioned there's more of those printed than people think and there's more being graded so that obviously that's a factor but like i guess i just would have thought we would see more demand for for those type of guys who really are like legends because in basketball you know your tracy mcgrady's of the world like 
their rare stuff is crazy. Like it does crazy numbers, even though they're not LeBron or something. So I, I, I would think we would see that a little bit more in soccer and we haven't at all. No, I, I agree with you. But the, in the end, it's all about education. I mean, um, I try to do my part being real. I try to always talk about pre-modern legendary players, mm. vintage legendary players, but I think we need more content like that. Look, I, I remember all, all the cycles you end up sharing, the, the prism boom, yeah. and you at least, you end up being honest, and, and I'm also honest on that front. Yeah. People are saying, I never believe in prism. That's probably BS. At the time, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but you are correct that you said, oh, at 400, maybe this is a solid base. And at the time, that ended up looking like a, a solid base. And... Uh, um, I think it's all about education, honestly. And, and I think, um, again, if you believe in the market long run, I may was one of the first trying to educate people in pre-modern, but I will not be the last. That's That I'm very yeah. confident to say, and will be people even better than me that will even educate more the audience that, than me. And we need more more, more of that. Um, Sergio Ramos, like you said, one of the best defenders ever. I mean, with Beckenbauer, probably the best defender ever. I guess Maldini, Baresi, all of those guys mm-hmm. also in, in the in the discussion. But he's, yes, he's one of the goats in his position, for sure. Um, but it's all again. I know this is a boring answer, but it's all about education. Yeah. Again, like you said, I saw all all, all of that cycles. But I remember two, maybe three years ago, the Iniesta market was not a thing. Right now, yeah. I would say we have Iniesta market. You can tell me. Yeah, but he's facing a correction in certain cars, and that's a fair point. But to be fair, mm-hmm. everything is almost facing a correction right now. Even cars with with great uh, fundamentals, like the Cristiano Ronaldo Mega Cracks cars. Um, but I remember Iniesta not even being a player on the, the radar of, of most collectors. Yeah. Same for Xavi, and he probably also you are actually, you end up actually being very very early on the on the, the Iniesta market. And as far mm-hmm. as I'm aware, you did very well because yeah. you end up having education at, at at that time that other people end up lacking. And the, I think this this goes through through phases. If you end up sharing the Sergio Ramos example, if you believe that the market will appreciate, and I believe by the way, one day Sergio Ramos. Maybe right now is, is a good time to try to build certain position. Okay, maybe mm-hmm. you think that the Mundi Chrome card is too popular. Try to find the Mega Cracks. Okay, pre-modern, not for me. Like you said, try to find the Prism 2014 yeah. or something like that. But make a position in something that that you believe because, again, you to believe in, this type of, in, in that type of play, I also believe you need to believe in education. But if you don't believe in education in the soccer card market, I, I would not even be in the hobby because I don't want to to have the hobby the way it is right now. I want to to hobby to to keep evolving all the time. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, actually, the, the next question is related with this. You said, I ended up asking you about the top Chrome 2017. You said that it's a set that uh, probably have, can potentially have history, and I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. And the lineage tends to be quite good. Tops is uh, such a, a, an amazing brand. I mean, uh, not a brand that I have a lot of connections, and I'm, I'm European, and we, we, we basically have everything from Panini on Europe. But I agree with you. But um, yeah, try to... To share something more on the 2017 Top Scrum uh, set that you collect a lot and you have amazing cards on that set, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, you, I, you have. I'm sorry. You have a Ronaldo Gold, right? I that is 
selling that was the biggest mistake I've ever made in the oh, Hartford you sold market. That. I'm, I, I'm sorry, the, I did not know that because that you're tearing you're tearing my heart. <laughs> you planned this to embarrass me in front of no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I did. I, I, was, I just I just asked that because I remember you talking about the card on one or, or showing on Instagram something like that, and I always had in mind yeah. that you had one. Uh, I, I think it was. It's funny too because it shows like. I don't know. Once again, back into content creator talk a little bit. Like, so that was my first card show I ever went to, actually. Well, not first card show, first real card show, Dallas card show. I went and I bought that card there. And then I bought it for, I think it was like 4,500. And then someone like a couple days after me, after that, offered me like almost 6,000 for it. And so I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to be like these guys. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I can do what Sasha T does. I can go and flip these cards and, <laughs> and do all this kind of stuff without really thinking about like, wait, I believe in that card though. And regardless, I would just love like that would be the pillar of my entire collection. But I fancied myself, Mr. Mr. Flipper, Mr. Cool YouTuber. And I, and I sold it. Um, and ever since then, I've been kind of like looking to get it back and buy it. that's why i buy whatever ronaldo and messi golds i can find because like i want that to be the pillar of my collection um so yeah that's that's a sore subject and it was a mistake i, I should have held that 100 but anyways yeah <laughs> it's a beautiful card honestly uh, it uh, is actually gold is not my favorite i know everyone loves yeah. gold on, on the basically on, on everything right now but uh, and i don't own any Cristiano Ronaldo tops Chrome, but uh, the parallel I like some. I like the most is green. I don't know. I think they they look. Uh, I, I think they, yeah. they look quite good. But again, he's, he's out of nine ninety nine, right? The, the, the yeah. green one. Yeah. So yeah. No. Again, like you said, I think um, at one point in time, I actually, was a little bit critical of tops Chrome, Prism, etc. Mm -hmm. But it was in a different time, honestly, when uh, I thought there was so much opportunity on pre-modern, on vintage, that made so much sense to, yeah. to attack those markets first. But again, it's, not, it's something that I don't, I, I do, do not collect a lot of ultra-modern, apart from a couple of sets, of course. But um, I, I also can see your point much better right now than I actually saw your point one year ago, for example. At, at the time, I said, mm, I'm not sure. Right yeah. now, yeah, makes makes a lot of sense that top scrum, uh, especially numbered stuff. By stuff, I still think is is a little bit dangerous. Yeah, agree. Um, I, but uh, one thing that I actually would would try to argument against top scrum is 2014 prism. Don't you don't? I guess of course there is space for both sets, but don't don't you think prism 2014 is the set that people are actually putting as the iconic ultra-modern set, at least is the idea that, that I have, knowing that I don't play a lot in, in ultra-modern. But I see sales all the time completely crazy for uh, Prism 2014. Yeah, I mean, I, I like both, honestly. Like, I wouldn't, I guess I just, the main reason I buy 2017 Tops Chrome is just because I'm able to find more of it, honestly. Like, obviously, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a ex perfect example. Like, I will never see a gold prism 2014 Ronaldo. Like, I think that's just gone. Like that's, I'll just never see it. But a 2017 top scroll, I did see it. Um, so I think you could make an argument for 2014. Um, I'd have to go through, I know there's a lot of like really good players in 2014, but I do know that the 2017, just cause it's more modern is there's a lot of players who weren't in that. And also it's only players who are able to play in the, in the world cup. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I think in that, like in that 2017 set, pretty much any player you can think of that you want to collect, that's a star is kind of in there too. That's another thing that's um, like a Lewandowski, right? And, and He's the, not. And there the, the is Mbappe, which is 
uh, right? a, yeah. a giant deal for, for the market. Exactly. I, I, when, when I made my, my video about uh, Pioneer Travel, I actually ended up comparing Top Scrum and, uh, uh, and Prism. And um, they are very similar to to certain point. I believe, honestly, the, the the prism set is more is not more iconic because that's uh, up to up, up to, to debate but the, the history is 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 in the side of 2014 because that set was the set that ended up starting all of this there is yeah. basically no way around apart from that lineage will, will always be debatable i personally think for soccer panini have um, a stronger connection, if that makes yeah. sense, and the, uh, the the number of or the number of numbered cards. I'm not sure if that makes sense. The number of numbered yeah. cards is less on on Prism verse. There, there is a parallel out of two thousand and nine on Top Scrum, right, or two thousand fifty, something like that. The purple one. Um, two fifty. Two fifty. So or whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, that's I. For example, I don't like the, those type of numbered cars. I think okay. numbered cars they, they should have a, they they should go to an ender and, and that's it. Probably people completely disagree with me on that, but yeah, I, I don't see the logic of a card if the card is out of two, almost three hundred. Okay. I personally do, do not see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, at the time, I my idea was that two thousand fourteen was a better set in general. But what you said, I actually forgot at the time that there is Mbappé, there is Lewandowski, and those two guys are, are quite important. But for example, I believe there is Xavi on 2014. Yep. So, you know what I mean? That kind of makes a balance. Uh, that there is also yeah. Pulisic on yeah, uh, 2017. That, that actually, your point is quite good that there is a lot of big names on 2017. Yeah. And, and, and one thing I'll say real quick is it's actually, I'll be interested to see how uh, 2022 World Cup Prism goes. You know what I mean? Because speaking of that continuity, I'm curious, obviously people are going to chase it because it's Prism, but I mean, what, like I coming to mind, I'm not sure what cards in there I'm really going to be desperate to get. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm assuming there's going to be, there's no Holland in there, right? There's going to be no Holland. Um, there's going to be, you know, there's an Mbappe, like, can, I, I can't even really think of anyone off the top of my head, like who's going to be new in there that I'm going to want. No, yeah, Pedri, uh, I, Pedri, maybe. Yeah, but. Pedri, Pedri, and probably more uh, more guys that I'm not remember. But yeah, yeah that, that, that that's a good point. Normally on the phone seventeen, uh, not on some sorry. No, normally on top scrum you have the rookie class that you yeah. target, etc. Yeah, that, that's a good point. So I, so I think that like that chase is. You know what I mean? I'm excited for like Gavi in this in this upcoming uh, top scrum. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's going to be the case every single year for for a long time, as opposed to Prism, like. And, you know, I don't even know what's going to happen with those licenses. Uh, you know, Panini looks a little, I guess, vulnerable would maybe be the wor word right now. Um, no. I think it was, yeah, Tops, Tops just got a uh, Euro. They just took over the Euro stickers, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So. No, and that, that, that's a good point, of course. I would say one thing. If I had to bet money on one set, uh -huh. 2014 versus 2017, Again, maybe the, maybe right now the best opportunity is 2017, since like you said, you can still find stuff. They, they tend to yeah. be much more cheap than 2014. But long run, I would say I believe more on on the on the prism, the first prism. Uh, but for the sets that are coming out now, mm -hmm. maybe Top Scrum will do better than, for example, prism. Maybe the next yeah. Top Scrum. But even then, I'm not sure, man, because it's like four and four years. There is a lot of hype already yeah you know you know what i'm saying building around the i guess they also make 40 euros right the, the prison yeah or am i wrong 
Um, they did in 20, I don't think they did for 2020. I know they did 2016. There's 2016 Euro Prism. I don't yeah, as you can they see, did select. As yeah. you can see, Ultra Modern is, is really not my, <laughs> my, my forte because I don't track that. But you, you probably know quite, quite more than me. And I agree with you on, 2000, on the 2017 Top Scrum. I think, is, to be fair, again, even if the set is super young, it's already iconic set in, in my mind. Yeah, um, I mean, also, last thing, just to kind of like, I could 100% be wrong about 2017 Top Scrum. I just think that, once again, it, it's really, really cheap, some of it. You know what I mean? Like, there's one you love, PK, PK Green. I just got for literally $4. Like, same thing. My, my collecting philosophy, I will sleep so soundly at night if I'm holding that PK that I bought for $4 for the rest of my life. And the one thing I will say, too, to do, agree with you, if I had to choose between a Ronaldo Gold 2017 Topps Chrome and then a, and a Prism Gold Cup, I'll take the Prism every day of the week. Granted, I think that one's out of 10, and then the, the Topps Chrome is out of 50, but just if they were the same thing. I still think I would I would stick with the prism. So I I agree with you a little bit on that one. No, no, for for sure. Uh, and again, this this goes back in, into even a different topic that is set collecting, which probably is a little bit underwhelmed right now. I mean, certain sets yeah. like 2014 Prism. I know people focus a lot on Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi, but maybe. Again, Sergio Ramos is a good buy. Iniesta could be a good buy. On 2017, it's the same thing. Maybe Piquet is a good buy. Maybe, I don't know, I believe Benzema is not in the set, actually. But you get the point. Maybe even other players that are not on that good status, if those sets end up becoming iconic, basically, yeah. there will be people trying to chase all the cards. So, A hundred percent. And the last thing, sorry, I'm, I'm budding in all the time, but I have every I have my big case that has all my cards basically in my room. And then I also have like a little section where I have stuff that I'm organizing, selling, doing whatever. In my closet are two boxes, a Prism 2014, uh, like not a hobby box, but a box full of the cards, graded, raw, everything, and a box full of 2017 Topps Chrome. I don't even want to look at it. I have no interest in taking pictures or potentially trading everything. It's just sitting in there. So that that shows you like, and that's the only thing in there. There's no basketball in there. There's no any other sets. It's like, that's what's in my closet and it's staying there. So that, that shows you I'm, I'm long-term with both of those and I believe in both. No, makes makes sense. And this logic can be applied in other eras. For example, in pre-modern, I like Mega Cracks 2004. I think mm -hmm. it's a set with a lot of potential. If set collecting becomes a thing, since it was such a, a beautiful set. And in vintage, I guess you can apply the same logic. For example, for the first Panini World Cup set, I believe it's 70 on, in Mexico. So there is opportunities mm -hmm. in, in every era. Because if you believe in set collecting, certain sets right now, they can potentially no financial advice all the time, but yeah. can, all the ways I'm sorry can be uh, undervalued. <laughs> so um, question number five was uh, and this is a, a controversial one about <laughs> your opinion on the first two fanatic releases. Um, oh yeah, can I start first with this one instead of Go ahead. No, because you I already it. said. Okay, this is something that I actually I've been trying to avoid to share uh, my take on this, but I think. Again, uh, in the end, it is what it is. So first thing, I think it's amazing that fanatics have this idea of alternative markets. I think there is a lot a, a lot of potential there. I'm a big believer on those markets for years. People see me sharing all the time uh, on Discord, Pokemon cards, uh, 
non-sports mm-hmm. cards, the celebrities, etc. Some people don't like it. That's fine. I actually enjoy those markets. And I actually understand why Fanatics is trying to target that, uh, that side of the market. Another thing that I would say, if you collect, and I'm talking to my audience right now, soccer or F1, because I know there is a lot of crossover, and you are not okay with other markets sharing the space you do, you have zero self-awareness, I'm sorry, because we are also a new market. So if you are criticizing a new a new space entering the hobby uh, and you are not accepting, I'm sorry, you are collecting soccer, you are collecting F1. I love it, don't, don't get me wrong, but we are also a new market. We need to understand because baseball collectors did the same to us. Basketball collectors did the same to us. So we should not give the same treatment to other people collecting different stuff. My problem right now with fanatics, I end up sharing some positivity for them. My problem with fanatics is the same problem that I have with people criticizing um, Gary V stuff, etc. is the lack of self-awareness that fanatics end up showing in the first release. I think Vivian, I don't know, I don't, don't even know the name, Vivi Friend, right? Could be a nice product to be added to, to the Fanatics releases, but middle in, you know, not the first release. Come on, the first release being Vivi Friends. They have so many big brands. They have buy, buy power that making that the first product. I'm sorry. No, that, that was a mistake. There is no way around that. Look, it, we all know that Gary V is a person that a lot of people love. But actually, on, on the card community, a lot of people like Gary V. If you, if you look at comments, there is a lot of fight, which I personally disagree, by the way. I think I think a guy that does not make a lot of sense, but fanatics end up showing zero self-awareness, putting Gary V as the first, since they knew. I mean, unless they, they don't have a marketing department or something like that, that because they end up showing uh, zero self-awareness, uh, making get the, the Gary V product actually a product that is related with NFTs. We know there is this uh, fight between NFTs and cars all the time. So zero self-awareness. It's not that I don't like the product. I think the cartoons are quite trash, being real. But again, not for me. I would not be. I would. I would accept that if they they do that. Um, you know, in two two years from they they started releasing or something, but being the first product, I'm sorry, I, I thought was a complete miss. So, um, I'll I'll it, it, yeah I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll I'm gonna slightly disagree with you if it's all right. Um, no, of course. I I wasn't a fan. You know, I said I wasn't a fan of that release. Um, I wouldn't even say I necessarily disagree with you. I'm just playing a little bit of devil's advocate. I'm I'm. I think it's okay that they're kind of like testing out things with a, a product that's not as desirable. You know what I mean? Like some people might say like, oh, that was the first one. It was the first one. That was their chance. Like to me, it doesn't really matter very much like what what their actual first release is. I would rather they did that than put out a half-baked NBA uh, or soccer product. You know what I mean? Imagine if they rushed out a soccer product and it was like unlicensed and they had like ran, you know what I mean? It was like, okay, there's too many, it's 75% women's players and they put in like, they chose Ansu Fati as the one guy. Yeah, go ahead. Just one thing, I agree. I mean, you are yeah. completely correct on, on that. I just think, look, they, they own tops. They, they can make Star Wars cars. They can make uh, yeah. Lord of the Rings cars. A brand that more, look, we, most people will not buy this. The, if, if this was a Star Wars product, that's yeah. fine, but the 
the controversial around that will not be the same. People say, yeah, don't care about Star Wars, but whatever, it's the first product. Yeah. It's just they end up almost provoking the audience, uh, bringing uh, Gary V to, to, to be the first product. So again, like you said, you, you are correct. It's better doing a test product that is yeah. maybe not super popular, etc., than going for an NBA product and, and, and basically failing really yeah. bad because th that will be a disaster. I agree with you. Mm. But I think they end up showing a little bit of... Uh, look, um, they, they talk all the time about uh, non-sports cards. And I, again, like I said, I believe there is a lot of potential on that side. I think celebrities, uh, musicians whatever they 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 potentially can have a, a space on the market but why not making a, a product with the famous musicians or something like that because even if they don't have the rights they have the power to to, to acquire those guys should not be that difficult to 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 get to to make a product around those lines you know you know what i'm trying to say yeah and i'll actually i'll make the argument you know and this goes into my long my larger uh, fear of fanatics do you know why they chose Gary V and they didn't choose uh, the the Beatles or something like that is because you know someone someone like you would would enjoy the Beatles right but you're not going to go out and spend fifty thousand dollars trying to chase the Beatles one of one but someone who likes Gary V is gonna oh wow these cars are worth money they sold for ten thousand on eBay I'm ripping fanatic send me five hundred k no and, yeah. and I think you know they're making those that they're trying to they're targeting the nft kids they're like we want to bring you guys right back in to the sports card market and that's my larger fear is they're really trying to like get every single cent they can out of it and people might say like oh tops and panini don't do the same thing they do but like man i don't know I, i've bought fanatics branded shirts like terrible like literally like they've ripped on me like just wearing not it got caught on a thing like they rip like fanatics is all about a hundred percent efficiency a hundred percent squeezing every like get out the competition all this kind of stuff so i think that's kind of what scares me with them no uh, yeah i mean this this is a, a long conversation honestly because i also i agree with you that i also did not like that that much i again like i said i believed in that lacking self-awareness on this front and the even the second product, I mean, Jack S. Really, I mean, I mean, who really cares? I believe I ended up missing you. Yeah, yeah, it, it cut out for a second there, but I'm back. So I was saying, even the 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 first product, um, Jack, the, the second product, Jack S. I mean, <laughs> really, I mean, is this the best they they can provide at the start? Again, maybe I'm wrong and they end up doing an amazing job, but at least the first releases, I'm really not not a big fan. Uh, yeah, that, that's me. I, yeah, I'm 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 curious though, why why do you believe in celebrity cards though? Because I'm I'm actually I'm I'm not a fan of it at all, just because like, and this is my own like personal thing, but like you know I grew up collecting sports cards, so like the idea of having like a Ronaldo card is like normal to me. But for some reason, even like an actor that I like, like having a Brad Pitt card in my house seems kind of like creepy to me. You know what I mean? It's like a little bit of like, I don't know if idol tree is the right word, but it's kind of like, I feel like I have like a shrine to, to a celebrity. It's kind of weird to me, but I, and it makes no sense because I do that with sports cards, but I guess it's just because I'm used to it. 
and, and by the way, if you are collecting Ronaldo, you are collecting also a celebrity. Because yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It makes no sense. But for some reason, like if I have a Ronaldo card up on my mantle, it's not weird to me. It's like someone would see that. Oh. But if someone came in and they're like, why do you have a picture of Brad Pitt? and uh matt damon or whoever you want to say on your thing i'd be like yeah don't don't look at this type of thing no, but to 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 basically try to explain my, my thoughts on this i actually it's not that i like to collect celebrities because i actually do not like a lot the celebrity market i'm talking about i don't know britney spears stuff yeah like yeah that. That's not what I collect. I actually like to collect uh, historical figures like, uh, I guess I ended up sharing recently, um, Queen Elizabeth, uh, stuff like that, that I see the importance on the history of the world, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And, I and I find some fun chasing those, those type of cards. But um, I, again, most of my viewers also know this. I, what I love, what I really, really love is, is TCGs, uh, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, all of that stuff. Because I have a connection with that type of stuff, and up in in Europe, sports cards are not even relevant. But TCGs they end up being very relevant when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So um, basically, I have more connection with that than I, than I, than I even have with, with sports cards, uh, with soccer cards. I'm sorry. People think soccer is my favorite thing to collect. No, actually, it's Magic the Gathering. But uh, oh. I see more opportunity in soccer. So <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I have a YouTube channel about soccer cards. So <laughs> I need to put more time into that market. But uh, again. I, the, the 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 way fanatics can actually bring more people and i believe that josh josh luber ended up talking about this type of stuff is going to things that that can have uh, um, again the the international uh, reach and celebrities for example they can have uh, or or bring people i'm actually end up expressing myself quite bad right now because they he's starting people in america and america is, is where basically most of the collectors yeah. live but for example he's starting fans of, i don't know eminem K K K yeah. drake kenny west people that are not into cards but if their favorite rapper or something like that starts promoting cards maybe they, they can bring certain people to that market and look they make again eminem cards maybe eminem maybe eminem fans also like drake i have no idea by the way <laughs> but uh, i'm just putting things out there yeah or, or like kenny west um you know and they they start creating new markets and bringing people that otherwise will be very difficult to put into the card space um tcgs are very good for that by the way a lot of kids that started collecting pokemon right now are looking at soccer cards right now are looking at basketball cards because they think eh, i mean collecting pokemon is cool but let's see what uh, is the next big thing and sports in general they, they have bigger markets than than tcg so you know it, it's basically connections that can leads into other things at least is is what i believe that they are trying to do yeah yeah and i and i believe in them too like that's one thing like i, I think they're smart over there and and targeting growth almost to a fault like what you, your logic makes 100 and you're right like that's almost smarter than like going necessarily the sports route like trying to build the sports bigger is like targeting other markets and bringing people in um i have no interest in it like you said drake like i love drake like that's like probably my favorite rapper I would never buy a Drake box or a Drake card. Like I just wouldn't do it. And that's, ne that's not never, saying it's never, yeah, go say ahead. never say never. Because... That's true. You, you never know. I probably would have said I'd never buy an F1 card, but here I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's not something I see myself doing. I guess once again, it's just like, I am just worried with what they're going to do. Like for instance, something I have 
a lot of success with lately is just grading. You know what I mean? Like at card shows, people just kind of like want to just get people who rip and, you know, I, I don't take advantage of anyone, but people rip, they just want to get rid of their cards. They don't want to list it on eBay, do all this stuff, buy it for relatively cheap, get it graded for 23 bucks, and then you can sell it for a good amount. Fanatics wants everything. They want it all. You're going to open your Fanatics like online pack. You get that, and then they're going to say, "Hey, you want you want us to grade this for you, or we'll give you ten bucks right now for your card, and you can open up another pack." So I guess you know. I mean, people have talked about more about like breakers and card shops. Like that's a whole different animal. But I am just like efficiency is good, but I I don't know. I'm just kind of worried if they're going to like just streamline things too much. I guess that's that's my more concern rather than like like I said, you know, it's what we, same thing with content. If they release. Katy Perry Drake cards and you don't want it, just don't buy it. Like that doesn't, I guess that's why I'm not too concerned with the, where we disagree a little bit. Like I'm not too concerned with, with the release because I think they'll bring other stuff, but like it's the, it's the, it's everything else that kind of worries me the the monopolization of everything. No, again, I agree 100% with you on that. And um, to finalize that, uh, your idea there is that uh, there is a lot of people trying to tell you what you should collect. And I think that's such a weird thing. I mean, yeah. again, do I like Gary V cards? No, but if you love to collect them, yeah. you do you. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm not mad at people that collect the, the Gary V stuff or are fans of Gary V. For me, Gary V... Again, it's not a person that I basically watch or know very well, but if I know he's a very popular figure around the market, basically. Um, so yeah, if they love to collect that, I would say one thing. I think people need to be a little bit careful with celebrities because they are kind of like rookies. One day they are at the top, the other day they end up um, not being that relevant. You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, maybe Gary V will still be relevant 10 years from now, but at least, for example, a rapper could be very hot right now. And if in the future they start making cars like that, you buy that car buying, believing this guy will be the next Jay-Z, and in the end you end up uh, actually getting a random guy. Yeah, and, and I think also like just that that collect that true collector base is so important too. It's not, it's not like a super unique point. A lot of people have said it, but it's so true. Like, jumping around a little bit like that's one of the reasons i'm not too stressed about some of the basketball cards i'm holding is because i've seen it right like the trey young psa 10 that is literally that is worth 40 dollars for someone literally just to hold and to collect uh why i'm worried with a, a, a charles leclerc card that i'm selling for two thousand dollars is someone going to spend two thousand on that just to hold it and collect it i don't know same thing with celebrity cards i can 100 see it where people come in like and are by flipping Drake and all this stuff. And then like two years from then, is anyone really going to just want to hold on to these Drake cards? Maybe, but we haven't seen it. Um, that's, that's, that's something that's really important to me at the end of the day. Like that's why I'm you know, concerned about F1, concerned about celebrity cards is like, you got to have a lot of true collectors for the long-term health of a market. No, uh, again, I agree with you 100%. I think Things take time. That that's the problem. I mean, we are just we are just starting in the soccer card market. Mm -hmm. We are just starting on the F1 market, and like you said, that there will be ups and downs. That that's yeah. normal. But I believe as long. Um, think about this. Even if the soccer card market gains one collector per day, that will be more than three hundred collectors at the end of the year, and that can yeah. can, can have an impact on, on the market. Yeah. I mean, with, for certain cards in pre modern. 
I'll go back a little, a little bit into pre-modern and vintage. We don't need a lot of collectors. Certain cards are pop 100. Uh, certain cards are pop 50, pop 20. I know pops are always relative because we know they only go up. That, that that's that's the reality. But again, even if if uh, we gain one collector per day, and I'm not only talking about soccer. If you are investing in F1, Marvel, which is an, another I would say new market almost. Things take time, but those new, I believe PSA calls as emergent markets. That's the correct word. We are basically just starting right now. And like I said, I remember two, three years ago, Iniesta market was not a thing. Right now, Iniesta mm -hmm. market is is solid, at least. I'm yeah. not saying it's, it's, for me, it's still a little bit undervalued, but it's, it's already solid. And I think we'll see a lot of this in the soccer card market on F1. Uh, for example, actually not related. I, I don't think I, I don't collect uh, Marvel, but there is a lot of people waiting on Marvel right now on the PMG stuff that uh, they are facing yeah. a correction. I mean, people that I'm not sure if people are aware of this, but sports cards are also facing a correction. So you are criticizing a market that is basically having the same correction as our market is. Uh, is I'm sorry, it's always so so weird to, to see stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I for example, I don't collect Marvel. Do I think Marvel will be a great market in the future? Honestly, yes. I think the market is such a strong brand that it's difficult to not imagine Marvel do, do well in the long run. Not saying everything, by the way, but yeah. the, the important stuff. I, I guess the difference would just be like people, because because like the I guess the sentiment would be the word around like F one and Marvel is like people are literally talking about F one and Marvel and saying things like you can't lose. We're at the same thing, you know. To be fair, we heard about soccer, we heard about basketball, but it's like oh, we're in the first inning. It's this. I can't believe if you look at compare it to a Michael Jordan, the PMG pop is only ten, so this should be a two million dollar card. So I guess that's why, and you see it with everything, because people did the same thing to basketball and everything. It's like when the people end up being wrong with their to the moon calls, then that's when people come in and are a lot more harsh. And I think that's what you're seeing with Marvel right now. It's like people were people were talking crazy. I see that card shows about Marvel, like, oh, you guys are idiots for not buying Marvel. So then once it comes down, everyone is a lot more like kind of passionate about it, you know? Troy, is is what I said, what I, I tend to say all the time. When things are, are going well, there is a toxic positivity. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That F1, again, I know there is a lot of people that <laughs> collect F1 that, that watch my, my videos, but F1 could be on that um, on that path, basically. Basically, they think yeah. it's the best thing in the world. Sooner or later, they will realize, uh, actually, maybe not. Because soccer ended up also going with, uh, yeah. ended up also facing that. Um, but uh, again, sometimes there is the opposite. There is a toxic negativity that... Um, yeah, maybe things are not actually that bad. Maybe they are, they also have potential. So yeah, things. That's why again, we are talking about super speculative assets. Our opinions they change all the time. And one, actually, going back to the question number two, one thing that I end up learning also is, I end up believing a lot in certain. I, I end up believing a lot in people when people are BS most of the time because, like I said, I remember people telling me, "Ah, no, I, I mean this for the long run." But when things are going down, the the the, the, the they end up changing the perspective the perspective so fast that I end up, yeah, you are not for the long run. You are basically you thought that soccer just could could go up, and uh, yeah, when things are going up, is so easy to be positive. We actually, 
that's the time you should you, sh you should be the 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 one putting some negativity into into the market saying look uh, actually if there is I, I don't know if there is f1 coded graders or not i know you of course but uh, but right now could be a good time to say you know what be careful because if you are buying at yeah. all time ice <laughs> look <laughs> at, at, at the history of other sports things do not play that that well but i would say one thing can this whole time ice 10 years from now look cheap of course i mean that yeah. that's also because there is cycles things go up down up down but if if the market is is a i would say a true market if that makes sense the stabilization will be stronger every time so okay maybe not at the top right now but next time okay you know you know there is a um, what what's the name a leather effect mm -hmm. so yeah 100%. And I think I don't think I'm necessarily using this term right, but I'm, I've heard the word like supply shock. I'm not sure if that applies to low supply or high supply, but there was such a low supply of F1, right? When 2022 came, their 2020 came out because there wasn't that much at all. So it's like if you literally worked, looked up the word like Charles Leclerc on eBay and went to trading cards, there might literally only be 60 results. Uh, fast forward a year from now, if you look up Charles Leclerc, there's going to be thousands. So I would be very surprised if we don't see at least some sort of pullback, especially in like the, I know I'm getting into the weeds here, but lights out and some of the newer uh, tops Chrome sets as well. So yeah, I think if you, if you don't think there'll be any type of, of pullback at all, you know, the, the right stuff will, will maybe continue to go. Just, just be careful guys. That's it. <laughs> so I'll, I'll keep it simple. Just be careful. And also I could be hundred percent wrong. Keep going, but just be careful. No, agree. But uh, Troy, one thing that, that that I would say is I don't uh, know a lot about F1, but I was talking with friends the other day and all of them are watching F1. And I was yeah. <laughs> I was a little bit surprised. I was, wow, this is actually insane. All, not all, but most of my friends are actually very engaged with F1. I almost felt bad to, to not know yeah. <laughs> a, a lot. But uh, then I ended up asking, why you guys started watching F1? Well, what's the thing you guys... And enjoying so much, the answer was the same all the time. Netflix show. All yeah. of them end up saying the same thing. That's great. And again, for sure, a lot of people will stay even when the show is done. But I think you people should be a little bit worried also because at least in Portugal, maybe in America, but in America is the same thing, most likely that people end up watching the show and upgrading a lot of hype. People should be a little bit careful because of that. What about if the show starts not doing that well? What if Netflix end up not um, after one season or two saying, you know what, it's over. There is that scenario and um, yeah. Yeah, I think also people just like what's what's new as well. Like maybe I'm just weird. I know, I know some people are, are different than me, but like this sounds like bad to say, but like I've seen Giannis play LeBron like 50 times. So it doesn't like watching a regular season NBA game is just like not my favorite thing to do in the world. But with F1, it's like we everyone loved, oh, Netflix. Oh my God, Daniel Ricardo, this guy I saw, he's actually racing. I can really go and this is my first time like going to see him play. Oh my God, I can buy his card. So it's like, it's new and exciting. So that, that makes you like, like I try to tune into every single F1 race, but that's because I've only seen like five in my life. It's brand new to me. I guarantee you, three years from now, like I'm not going to be watching every single F1 race. I'll still be a fan, I imagine, but I won't be as locked in. And it's the same thing with the cards. It's new. There's opportunity. I'm like, I, I didn't know that uh, they had this parallel and like, oh, people 
I think like I had an opinion that people were undervaluing the um the parallel. So like I'd rather have a gold Lewis Hamilton than a than a base portrait. And it's like whereas in other sports like basketball, it's like I always say you're not really gonna figure that stuff out. Like things kind of how are how they are. So there's it's new, it's exciting, everyone's in it. I'm not it'll keep growing, but the the fanaticism may not be the exact same once it's kind of the newness has worn off. No, I agree. And um, I also think there is a couple of uh, people that are basically flippers, traders, whatever, that they they jump from market to market and they always try to find the, the market that is doing uh, very well. They, they, they try to, to, to ride the wave. And uh, we, again, I'm not criticizing F1 because we also saw that with soccer, we saw that yeah. with Marvel. Um, actually, for example, I, when Marvel was doing very well and buying a lot of Star Wars, and basically I'm like 4X up <laughs> yeah. on, on my Star Wars stuff because for me it made a lot of sense. Yeah, the, those guys, they will get a little bit bored with, with Marvel and or at least the entry point will mm -hmm. get so huge that they need to find the next thing. And right now, again, top Chrome Galaxy 2021 uh, for Star Wars is doing very well. My entry point was, was a joke on that set. Did I gamble a little bit? Yes, of course, but uh, sometimes those guys are a little bit predictable because we know they will go, uh, look, WWE, another good example. Everyone is talking about that, but do, do people really believe that market will stay long run? I know there is a lot of collectors on WWE, like there is on Marvel, but things, they, they take time. And um, basically, this is what we, we have been saying on this conversation. Just be careful because... If you're buying at all time eyes, yeah, the downside can be really bad. A hundred percent. And and one other thing too, I'm going to answer a question that that no one asked me. What when you look at you talk about these people like kind of like pumping, you can see people very. Some people have even admitted to it openly, like, "Hey, we're all trying to raise the prices of F1, so we're doing things like this." Or like, "Oh, you guys, you got to buy Marvel. It's going to the moon." Like, you can tell who is doing things for their own gain like it's not it's really they don't hide it that much you can see when people are deliberately trying to mislead or do anything when it comes to content creators which is like i i, I love about you like you're probably even better than me like you're 100 percent authentic with what you think does that mean you're always right no you even admitted you've been wrong i've been wrong i was wrong about venetius twice i said you should buy when you shouldn't have buy and then when he did bad i said you should sell and then he started doing well but like I, and I have, you know, I'll pat myself on the bat a little back a little bit because that's what people tell me. Like, you're authentic with what you say. Like, I've been wrong a million times, but what I say is really what I think. And like, that's really, I think, what we should be looking for from content creators and, and what we should strive to do ourselves. Well said. Um, I mean, I've been wrong so many times. It's not, yeah. it's not even funny at this point. <laughs> I mean, I always say this. If you guys really think I know... Uh, how to predict the future. Think about this. Since I started my channel, I've been saying Messi is undervalued. Messi has been going down for more than one year. <laughs> so yeah. if this does not put in perspective that predicting the market is super difficult. Do I still believe in Messi in the long run? Of course. But uh, yeah, be careful when people say you should go this route for sure. The yeah. person can tell you, I believe this and try to, to, to justify. And I think that's great. Otherwise, the content will be boring, to, to be honest. If no one can have an opinion, I mean, what, what are we doing on this? But that at least the, the, what I tend to say is 
if you are a content creator, at least put two perspectives uh, that look, I think this, but of course we are talking about a speculative asset, so be careful or, or at least put money that you are, are okay if you lose 20%, 50%, whatever. I think that's that's the only thing people should should ask for a, a content creator is at least be be honest uh, with yep. with what you believe. And uh, yeah, there is a lot of people trying to, to ride waves. Uh, so <laughs> 100%, 100% hey. agree. Troy, any final thoughts uh, on this? Um, no, that's it. I kind of got in my little little content creator speech at the end, so I appreciate you guys indulging me. Um, yeah, just th thanks for having me on, man. Congrats on on everything. I love watching the channel. Thank you. You you legitimately are doing a service to the hobby, so I, I try to soak up as much information as I can. So thank you. No, my my pleasure. I mean, uh, um, Troy is is a very um, humble person, honestly. Um, I mean, your channel is probably. 10 times bigger than mine. And I asked and he said automatic yes. So it just shows how, how great of a guy Troy is. I'm not saying because oh, you are man. with me right now, but I mean, is what I believe. I always thought you you are a, one of my favorite content creators as I always enjoyed your, your videos. And I think you are a, um, also a, an amazing person to have in the hobby. So thank you so much. See you guys next time. Have a nice day. Bye.